I can. Uh, the the uh, Euphrates River has uh, trick, come down to a trickle, has dried up. Why is that important? Because 2,000 years ago, they said it's going to dry up. And underneath there is, were four angels that were bound until this end time. And so, folks... If we need anything, if I need a rubber mallet to hit you in the head, that should be the biggest one. To say, Let's wake up. Let's do everything that we can. Uh, every, the purpose of God, every one of us has one. Yeah. Amen. All of us are called into the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you today. Hallelujah. What is your name all about? Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec. But in John, let's, we'll start out with Luke chapter 1. Verse 13, if we can put that up. Luke chapter 1, verse 13. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this great word here this morning. I believe we're going to see some insights this morning. We're going to see your will being done. Hallelujah. And we praise you for it in advance. Amen. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your petition was heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son. And you must, say must, must. not a choice, you must call his name John. I thought we'd go to a baby book and we decide what our kid's name is. No, the angel stood before and said, You must. There's a reason that you must do this. You must have this name. And it's so important what is in a name. We're going to look at it, several other names. Some of you will even laugh at. But there is a reason. God wanted one thing. That you in 2023 would understand that there is no alteration to the message of God. That John's name, when we read this every you know, 365 days, we get back into Luke chapter 1, and we understand the importance of the birth. And, and yes, we can go into Zechariah, had to keep his mouth shut for, for nine months until a baby was born, or else he would have ruined the whole thing. But today we want to emphasize what's in a name. Why was it so important that this name be called John? Because God wanted to display one thing, his favor to all the people. That what was formerly done, Favor of God is what John means. When John came on a scene, everybody should have said, John. And then they should have gone to their encyclopedia and say, wow, that means favor of God. Yeah. I wonder if God's trying to speak to us. You know, why didn't he call him judgment? You know, you bad sinner. You know, John, no, no, no. It was called favor of God. God has come down in a new way at this time that will celebrate Christmas that was never before. And again, when we go to heaven, we're going to find some people that are going to say, what was it like to be filled with the Holy Ghost? They used to go to the temple. Now the temple came to us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We walk in His power and His goodness, His fullness inside of us. How far do we have to go to reach God? Right here. Amen. He's in us. He lives in us. He moves in us. He has our being. That's why we can celebrate any day of the week because we carry Him. We carry Him as we go through the drive through at McDonald's. Oh, that's a bad example. Oh, uh, Tim Hortons. We carry him. Yeah, we talked about that. We carry him when we're in the restaurant. We carry him when we are on the job site. He's with us. Yeah. Oh, church, we get a hold of how important that is. The favor of God is with us wherever we go. And it was, hey, John, you go down there. I don't know. Maybe uh, Elizabeth had a whole, whole bunch of names picked out. But, but Zachariah said, no, we're going to call him John. All the people were scratching their heads saying, why, John? He's not in your lineage. So why in the world would you do that? Well, a name is a message. And uh, so we're going to see um, several other accounts of that. We, we want to, if you listen to Wednesdays, I'm just going to recap a little bit of uh, Wednesday's message. We'll go all the way back to Isaiah chapter 9. And here's another thing. If you have, how many got an Amplified Bible? If you don't, you need to buy one. Actually, Kenneth Copeland Ministries has got the rights to the classified Amplified Bible. And so they're pumping them out again. Didn't I tell I, I've preached out of this for the last 30 years. 
Um, not, not that I'm against others. There's others that are not as good. Uh, and uh, always have to go back to the original words and so forth. But the Amplified lays things out in such a way that when I go search the Amplified and then go over to the Strong's Concordance, because I'm not a Greek. Do I look like a Greek to you? So I have to use the Concordance, right? And the Hebrew and all that. So when we go to and then the Amplified Bible, it's like, wow, they've done a lot of the homework for you to under, get the understanding, get the meaning. And again, you still have to search. Make sure that you get the meaning of every word. Well, that was not um, the only person. Isaiah chapter 9 um, is, is the beginning of, of uh, and it's in several different chapters, he's laying out. Isaiah sitting in a cave somewhere, and he's laying out. Oh, he's a married man, by the way. And he has a wife. He possibly has a daughter, but he's got two sons I want to tell you about. Isaiah's name is very important too. So his name means salvation of the Lord. And so there's no prophet as, as strong as Isaiah to bring out salvation, the salvation message and what it's going to look like. The new church age, what is going to look like? In Isaiah 60, what does it say? Arise from depression to the new day. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and Jesus used that, for he has anointed me. This is a new time period where all sons and daughters are going to walk around anointed. We just don't know it yet. We should, you know what would be cool? Ancestry.com, how many have ever heard of that? You look up if you're, you know, part this, part this, part that. Wouldn't that be amazing if they go back and say, you got God inside of you. Ancestry.com. Amen? I'm sure it wouldn't bring that out, but, uh, but uh, that, that's exactly what we are. When Mrs., uh, whoever Isaiah's mom was, uh, was deciding on a name, there was no choice. I'm sure she heard from the Spirit of God. She had to do what was said to, to her by the Lord too. Write down his name's going to be Isaiah. And, uh, and I, I, maybe his wife was questioning it too. How come you were called Isaiah? It means salvation of the Lord. You know, and what are you going to do as a job, Isaiah? I don't know. I'm going to go in a cave and I'm going to be writing scriptures about this new day that's going to come. It's going to be an exciting time. People are still going to be so happy, so filled with the Holy Ghost and power. They're going to be walking around and talking like the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember he says, they that call upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Then it also says that, um, uh, that we have the same name that he does. It's all in the name. But watch this here. In, uh, there, then so Isaiah's writing things down. Then the Lord says to him, obviously, um, your first son would be called Shir Jeshub. J-A-S-H-U-B, meaning a remnant shall return. And I, I could see the kids sitting at supper saying, Dad, couldn't you call me Bob? You know, what's up with that? <laughs> Sheer Yeshub. Now, next time you name a child, maybe you want to call him that. Then the second one, this is even more difficult. Mahir Shalal Hashbaz. H-A-S-H and dash B-A-Z. Which means quick to spoils, plunder speedily, and they believe it's referring to the Assyrians in Isaiah chapter 7. But again, how do you put that on the back of a hockey jersey? Huh? What are the announcers going to say? What kind of names? But there's a reason for that. God, you know, you cannot, I think today, do, you know, I'm going to talk about the message of, you know, how good it is, stuff like that. You can't separate it from the name. You can't have a message on a name without what the name represents and what Isaiah is trying to portray. So it's all one big mixing bag of, of as you go down the street, people are going to call you Abraham from Abram when nothing was working out. Now you're going to be called Abraham. Why would they call you that? I could see them scratching their head in their hardware store saying, Father of many nations? He's been trying for how many years and no good? And then it broke forth. Amen? It's a name. And, he's an, and the Bible is very clear uh, of uh, the name above every name, which is the name of Jesus, which is the name that you and I are tucked under. If your name is Bob or John or whatever like that today, you're tucked under the name of Jesus in the body of Christ. So as he is, so are we in the world. You know what the devil sees when he sees you walking down the street? 
Don't mess with that cat. Oh, we, we've had it backwards. We've had it like, oh, I, I, I'm depressed today. Are you kidding me? You know, oh no, I've, I've got this, this sickness over here. Walking healing is walking around. The highland is walking around. You're under Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever they called you, you call yourself whatever. And last Christmas when we, we had a list of what, 60 or 70 names that we went through, the names of God. All of those are to be called out, to be read out, to be spoken out over your life. Don't you say that you're, you know, things aren't working out? Because in Jesus they work out. In the world you have tribulation, be of good cheer. I've overcome already. I've already overcome every situation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Demons have to, they can't stand that name. So what, instead of, you know, seeing yourself with, the, you know, oh, it's trouble in the world. See, world, I'm alive. I'm here. And see trouble run away from you. Amen. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, you're going to stand. You're going to shine as the lights. Yes. Why? Because he's the light of the world. And that's a name given to him, the light of the world. And so that name is, is tacked to the body of Christ, and he's ahead, and it trickles down to us. So everything that he has, the Bible says we are heirs of the promises of God. Everything he has is trickling down to us. To the amount that we open our doors and uh, Revelation chapter 3 and allow him to enter in. Yeah. Remember what it says in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Yeah. That was right after he spoke to the church of Laodicea. And, uh, and um, there, what does that mean, Laodicea? It's sometimes hot, sometimes not. Sometimes in, sometimes out. And Jesus stands at the door and says, Guys, I have a name. I, I made Isaiah's mom call him Isaiah. Salvation is at hand, which is healing, safety, sounds, deliverance, and security. Yeah. I made the kids wear certain names. I made John wear a certain name for a certain reason. Why are we not following the example of that? Amen? So what would that name represent? Well, in Isaiah chapter 9... We know in verse 6, our wonderful verse where it says, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name, say his name, shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. That name is given to you. You are in cahoots with the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Counselor, Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> That's not a cartoon character. It's you walking around. You are filled with all the goodness of God. You, as you submit yourself to Christ and allow Him to uh, live through you, all of these attributes are yours. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, I got this problem. No, you got an answer. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful's in there. And we can go to John chapter 14, 15, and 16. And it says uh, the, the counselor, the advocate, the helper, the intercessor is already inside of you. Thank you. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. We just got to open that door. The counselor, the comforter. There's a council door in there that, hallelujah, Father, I'm in the council room right now. I don't know about the situation, but I'm going to spend time with you because you said it'd be in me, and it should arise out of your innermost being. The answer, counselor, comforter. Oh, I'm so broken heart. Come on. You know, what else do you want? Well, we're going to go and get some inner healing and all that kind of stuff. I got the inner healer on the inside of me. Amen. He's alive. Hallelujah. We just kept him locked up. It's in the name. It's in the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in chapter 9, this is what I shared on Wednesday, but it's, you know, it's worth repeating. Jesus didn't have a whole bunch of new messages. He went from town to town preaching the same thing. Healing, preaching, uh, or first teaching, preaching, and healing. In that order, he would go to from town to town preaching the good news of the gospel. What's the good news of the gospel? Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And uh, Acts chapter 10, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went around doing good and 
healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Next town, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went around doing good and healing all. Was there any other lessons? I'm sure there were, but that was Jesus' main message. Yeah. Amen. That doesn't mean you don't study Revelations or the book of Galatians or all that kind of stuff. All that stuff is wonderful to study and to, to build yourself up on your most holy faith so that as you walk down the street, you're Mr. Wonderful. You're Mr. Light to the city of Kelowna. Amen. No pride, not you, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, that's the best news I could to come to a church when they sh actually share this truth. Amen. And we've had healings in the last little while, and, and I'm not satisfied until we, we get tons more. We shouldn't be satisfied uh, in a sense that we, we should always be pressing forward to seeing more and more people set free and delivered. Amen. Always, until the rapture bell goes, always we're pressing. And folks, again, 86% of church growth happens when people get excited about what's happening. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Statistics prove that. Amen. So look at your row. You got, you got what, eight uh, empty chairs? Let's get excited. This guy's preaching the word. This guy's excited about who Jesus was, is, and still is. Amen. And there's signs and wonders that have happened in this church. And you can talk to me later. I won't repeat them again. Um, but a lady wakes up out of a coma in the hospital. There's a cancer that a lady felt better for. There's a pregnancy. There's stuff that happens when you do the Bible the way the Bible says to be done. The name of Jesus hasn't left his power yet. Hallelujah. And Isaiah, could you imagine Isaiah uh, taught, um, taught of the Lord? Here's what he writes down. This is what he picks up from the Spirit of God. Chapter 9, verse 1. But in the midst of judgment, who's being judged? Israel. Remember, every time you see Israel, that includes us because we're grafted in. There is the promise of certainty of the Lord's deliverance. So in the midst of all the trouble, he comes down. There shall be no gloom. Say no gloom. For her who was in anguish. Everybody could be in anguish before the Lord, but not after the Lord. In the former times, the Lord brought unto contempt the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. But in the latter times, he will make it glorious by the sea. By the way, the sea of Galilee, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. What in the world is that talking about? Well, that goes back to uh, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus came out of the wilderness. Then, then uh, he was full of the Holy Ghost and power. Then he gets news, bad news, John was put in prison. And so John's in prison. Jesus, what does he do? He goes by the sea, by this land of Naphtali and... Um, by, by the sea, it says, I think it says here too, uh, Zebulun and Naphtali, by the, it, it's by the sea of the Galilee, land of the Gentiles, it says in Matthew chapter 4. And so, what is that all about? Well, he has this, remember the Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you? Not a second-hand Holy Ghost, the same spirit. I've seen children um, just yesterday... I've seen children your age, even smaller. They were so anointed with the Holy Ghost, they were boom, 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 boom. The adults were falling down. Rodney Howard Brown's meeting. These kids were sold out. They know it's not about making little uh, pretzel things in the Sunday school room. And yes, we, we do want to rebuild the Sunday school. But it's about you understanding the power of God is present to heal them all. His presence is here right now. It's in all of us when we came together. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I sat at the feet of people when I was in the Baptist church because I was forced to. First of all, my dad made us sit with all the guest speakers in, in our living room. He would invite them over for dinner. And I would sit there. I would be interested and frustrated at the same time because my mom was sick and this wasn't happening. And they were, you know, but I, I learned and I desired to know more and grow in the things of God. Even from a young age. Yes, it reached the age of frustration because I, through man, not using the name of Jesus properly, they will tell me, God makes you sick. So I'm sitting there saying, i got enough problems. I'm out of here. That day came. Thank God I was saved that, or rescued from 
walking away. But I'm telling you how dangerous it is for people to not stick with the Bible and preach the name of Jesus and preach something soft. We're here to tell you right now, our job as ministers of righteousness is to turn our neighborhood around, to turn Kelowna around. Amen? You will listen and you will hear the Lord say, speak to that one. Don't speak to that one. You know, not that you... No, that... I'm not picking on you, but, but I'm just saying he will lead and guide you to the person that's ready to hear. Or you in a line and, and the Lord says, you know, go pray for that lady. Pastor Diana has had that several times here now lately where, you know, like, like pray for that lady and all of a sudden that person breaks down in tears and you didn't know. Oh, you, you, you were just at the right time at the right place. We're all little Jesus is walking around in a sense around Kelowna right now or Greenwood, wherever you come from, to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. Because as we go by, you don't know how many people are looking for an answer. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali, they saw Jesus in the distance and they said, whoa, I don't believe he glowed, but they sensed the presence of God. He walked there and they said, we saw a great light. It was, it was like, and John chapter 1 brings that out too. Jesus carried that light. John, John the Baptist said, I don't got it, but Jesus got it. Why didn't John got it? Because that was, he wasn't born again yet. Nobody until Jesus was raised from the dead was born again and carried that light. In earthen vessels, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, where it says we carry this light in, in earthen vessels. Frail earthen vessels. I don't care if you look like Schwarzenegger. Frail compared to the power of God that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I want my land of Nephtaline and Ze um, what is it again? Ze um, Zebulun and Naphtali. I want them to see the light that's on us. On you, on me. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelled in a land of intense darkness and a shadow of death, upon them has a light shined. Oh, it says, you, O oh Lord, have multiplied the nations and increased their joy. Yes, joy! They rejoice before you like the joy of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil of battle. Joy! Joy. Do you associate every church service with joy. And if you don't see it, you bring it in. Amen. It's contagious, but it is what Jesus multiplied when he came in. The name of Jesus and the power of Jesus multiplied joy to all the people. He broke the chains of darkness over everybody. And he came to these lands that were... I mean, that's the gospel. We can talk about a lot of different things. That's the gospel. Every person can leave totally set free, totally delivered, totally uh, in prosperity, uh, you know, reaching higher. That's what God's will was. You can't be joyful and sick. I mean, you can, the Bible does say, in the midst of these situations, put on joy. You know, in, in Thessalonians chapter 5, it talks about uh, joy, be thankful in the midst of situations, in trials, you're thankful and joyful, but you know that it is a producing of the end result where you're out of the trial and into what you were believing God for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's go to another um, in Isaiah chapter 40. The same guy. Remember John? What is his word? His name mean? Favor of God. So Isaiah, another morning, he whips out the pen and here he goes again. He, he's writing down what he says. Oh, there could be a guy named John coming. Well, may, maybe he knew, maybe he didn't. But this is what he's going to say to the people. This is a new time period. He's going to say, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. How many churches do you hear them all these, only seeing John the Baptist yelling at everybody? Repent! That's all we see. But that's, that's, a, that's not the full message. Because when Jesus came down, John 3.17, he didn't come to condemn. So do you think he would send John the Baptist to condemn people? 
No, the answer is no. You can say no. Go like this. Participate. He says, I don't come to... Why would Jesus not come down to condemn the people? First of all, John 3.16 says he loves the people. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. The next verse says uh, he did not come down to condemn the people. Why wouldn't he do that? Because he knew our frailty as, as uh, in, in Isaiah it says in, I believe in chapter 9, we, our life is like, are like frail. We're like grass that withers away. So all this grass that's withering away, all of a sudden the power of God comes down, the angels sing hallelujah, and the heavens are torn open, and all that kind of stuff. And, and he's like, what would he do? Oh, you rotten sinners, you're frail like grass, but zap, you know. No, he knew our state. He knew it's his power that's going to help us, clean us, set us on higher ground. He knew in, in us, in our flesh, there's no good thing. He knew, I want these people back, and I want to set them at the right hand of God with Jesus Christ. In Ephesians, it says that. Yeah. Seated in heavenly places. So he takes the dirty grass and he lifts it up and he puts his spirit in, a new spirit, and he puts us and fills us with his Holy Spirit. And we're sitting back saying, oh, wow, aren't we? Every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, whoa, I'm saved. I'm saved. Do I have to go to church? No, you don't. But if you're a Christian who is understanding what God has done for you, you'll be so excited to share with somebody. Oh, you're exaggerating this morning because you took your pills or whatever. <laughs> yes, I did. Advertisement for uh, Celtic salt. Very good for you. 84 minerals. Uh, take a little dip on a spoon and uh, put it in your mouth. Very good. Has all three different magnesiums. Okay, that's an advertisement. All right. Go back. It says, comfort. Comfort my people. This is... This is they don't say that John... It's not recorded that he said this, but I believe if he read Isaiah where he got the rest of the information, he should have known about this. He should have told the people, guys, I know you've been religious leaders. I, I know what you've been doing. You know, um, come, come to the, and they, what drew him to the wilderness? A guy just yelling and eating uh, crickets and, 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 and honey and all that? Or was it, was it the fullness of, hey, this guy's got something? I don't know. Because you, you will know. I guarantee you, the Sadducees and the Pharisees would have known that they're empty. Yeah. But you know when you slip people money and you, 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 you are in the upper echelons, why would you change? We were talking about the, the man that was born blind. Remember, they, they say, how did you, are you seeing? He said, well, this Jesus healed me. And they said, uh, where is he? Well, he's, I don't know. And uh, how did he do it? I don't know. So they go to his parents. How, was, is this your son? Yes. Was he born blind? Yes. How did he get healed? I don't know. Ask him yourself, they said. Because if they would have said, it's Jesus. It's a new time period. It's a time of, of uh, the heaven come down and glory fills your soul. You know, they would have been kicked out of every institute at that time. Yes, Nobody would have liked them. And so you could see the fear. They buckle up and they're just like, and how many times does that happen today? I want one thing. I want to press on to the mark of the high calling. I might be, this might be my last preach. I might die during this week. I don't think so, but I'm still too young. But what if the rapture happens? We're going to stand before the presence of God, and I want my light to be lit. I want to be so enthusiastic with, the, with what is in me that, that when the ten virgins are called, I won't be the one of the five whose fire isn't lit. Not excited about Jesus. See, I got these cars at home. Pfft, who cares? I got a big house. Pfft, you know, I got a political career. I got, I'm a doctor. Who cares? That'll all blow up on the way or burn off on the way down. Are you hot for Jesus Christ? Yes. Hallelujah. I believe you are this morning. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry if I'm excited. You went to the wrong... Well, we had those, I believe those two ladies were that late. They came to the, uh, they were expecting a different church. And they come in here and I, we prayed for them. And their, their sister woke up in the hospital from the coma. And that's what we prayed for. And, and then they were back the next week testifying. 
I, I don't know what happened to them since, but you know what? Uh, even if you went to the wrong... God sent them here because God wanted to meet them. And he did. Hallelujah. It's all of our responsibility to, to, to keep that fire going. All right. Comfort, comfort the people. Speak tenderly. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem. And cry to her that has time of service that her... Uh, that, uh, start that again. Speak tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem and cry to her that her time of service and her warfare are ended. And that the punishment is accepted and her iniquity is pardoned? What's that all talking about? Well, if you go back to the Old Testament, how many times did they have a bad king and they fell back into sin? And then he got uh, repented and came out of captivity. Then he went back into captivity. And God is like, okay, enough. He even says, you know, sacrifice and burnt offering, that's not what it's all about. I don't really want that. You know, but they did it for the time just to cover sins. But it's all lead, was leading up to the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. A voice of one, verse 3, crying, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. Clear away the obstacles. Uh, make straight and smooth the desert a highway for our God. Now here is what it's not saying, is let's get the bulldozers out. You know, we want Jesus not to have any bumps or anything like that on the road. It is talking about you clearing away your opinions, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Go back to uh, chapter 9. Remember Isaiah wrote chapter 9, Isaiah, where he talks about the end of judgment. In chapter 8, it talks about uh, the people. Um, it says, when the people, instead of putting, verse 19, chapter 8, putting their trust in God, shall say to you, consult for direction, mediums and wizards, or uh, <laughs> and who chirp and mutter, uh, should not a people seek the consul um, and their God? Uh, should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? Here's, here's the important thing. So we know mediums and seances and all these different things. There is, you may hear grandma speaking through one of them. But it's not grandma. It's a familiar spirit that knows. And it's, he's warning. See, there's no chapter and verses. He's talking about the new day. He's warning, don't go to these other places to get information. But watch this next verse, verse 20. It says, direct the people to the teaching of the testimony. If their teachings are not in accordance with the word... If the teachings are not in accordance with the word, it is surely because there is no dawn and uh, no morning for them. In other words, they're not going to have a rise to newness of life. They're gonna, if their teachings are not lined with the word, they're not going to get what Jesus is bringing. And they who consult mediums and wizards shall pass through the land sorely distressed and hungry. See, that's not the Christian. It's not the word Christian anyways. And when they shall be hungry, they shall fr uh, free themselves. Um, they will fret themselves and curse by their king and their God, whatever that may be. And whether uh, they look upward or look to the earth, they will behold only distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish and into thick darkness and widespread obscurity, night, they shall be driven away. That doesn't sound like where I want to live. Everything's trouble for those that are not in the word or for those that are consulting mediums yeah. and anything else. You know, you could have your uncle say, you know, oh, I used to believe that, but now we don't do that anymore. That's a dangerous place. I was listening to the five sins that I, one of them is attributing the ones that are unforgivable. The one is attributing the works of the Holy Spirit to the devil. Hebrews chapter 6 is walking away when you've tasted the powers from the world to come. Yeah. To walk away and say, oh, we used to believe that. I'm not, I don't know. You know what? You may never sense the Holy Spirit again. It's, I know that's a tough message, but, but it needs to be said. You know, stay hot for God. Stay in it because there's an enemy that wants to divide. He wants to take the word out of your heart. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, in closing. Go to Luke chapter 1. So after... See, there's a name above every name. His name is Jesus, and we're under that. If my people who are willing and called by my name shall humble themselves, I will heal their land. God already includes you in that name. And this is not just a label, but it depicts the very nature and the essence and the character of God. Under that name, you've bought into it. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 11, verse 20, they were first called Christians in Antioch. So I, I see, see in, in, I believe it's Acts chapter 8, when persecution came, they all went all over the place. They scattered all over the place. And they were hot for Jesus, even though they were scattered all over the place. The Bible says they went everywhere preaching the word of God. And then in a few chapters later in Antioch, I could see somebody sitting on the sideline saying, look at them go. Wow, look at that guy. Whoa. He looks like a Christian. I, I remember that Jesus Christ guy who, uh, Jesus the anointed, which means, is what Christ means. Boy, that guy looks like him. Why don't we call him a Christian? That's what, that, what brought them to say that. They weren't sitting there token up and depressed and walking down the street in gloom and all that kind of stuff. They were looking like Jesus. They went everywhere preaching the uncompromised Word of God. That's why they labeled them Christian. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. I believe you're getting this. Thank you, Lord. You're valuable. Say, I'm valuable and precious. My name is important. Hallelujah. And it's under the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you recall Bob or John or, or, or Bill or whatever, that's all great. But you got a new name. It's, it's the name of Jesus. Amen. And that, that covers all. You are a new creature under that name now. And everything that that name has and says belongs to you. All right. This is what's going to happen with John. So he, this is a word... Uh, uh, favor is, is uh, available through God. God is favorable. And you shall have joy. Say joy. joy. Verse 14. And delight. And many will rejoice over his birth. So I believe it was Zechariah's job to go and tell everybody. You know what the name John means? It's, and the, people are going to rejoice. You're not going to have a hard time. They're going to rejoice. This is a new covenant. And he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord. And he must not drink uh, no wine, no strong drink, and he will not be filled with, and he will be filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, even in from his mother's womb. Hallelujah. Now again, uh, that, that, was, that was not the new birth. That was, that was the way he, God made him uh, different than anybody else at that time. That's all I can say, because uh, Jesus was the firstborn from among the dead. And so he will turn and cause to return many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God. Remember, make straight their way. Get away from this religious idea. Get away from this idea. Follow the straight path of Jesus. It's going to be very simple. It's called the highway of holiness. And people are going to be set free. People are going to be delivered. It's going to be a wonderful time in this new covenant. He will return and cause to return many of the sons of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will himself go before Jesus, or him, in the spirit of the power of Elijah, to turn back the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient and the incredulous and unpersuadable to the wisdom of the upright. You say, what in the world are all those big words there? Well, the power of God's going to fix that. It's talking about children that are not with their father. It's, going to, it's talking about stubborn people. The power of God's going to bust through that. That's all you got to know. You know, you can look up all those words, but that's what, what John is going to line the people up. They're going to they're gonna believe in this new way. They're going to believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I'm not the way, but I'm showing you the way. 
And so he's telling you, what's going to happen? Kids are going to go back to the Father. And, you know, what's going to happen? The ones that are hard-hearted right now, they're going to, they're going to change. Yeah. Amen? I'm John, and God is favorable, and people are going to see that. Yeah. And that's my message. That's what he was told. And then you can see in John chapter 1, Jesus came, the light came, and then it says, he came to his own, his own didn't want it. So there's another kind of a barrier. I don't have to stop there. I don't have to say, Jesus is the light, but, you know, well, no, my family's not interested. Are you kidding me? You know, what was really cool, when I got hot for the Word of God, and we went to full gospel business meetings, uh, um, Dana's uh, mom had a vision to go to a place with uplifted hands. And so we ended up there. And from then on, we started in, in the Word of God like never before. And what was really cool is my parents were already moving to Kelowna. Um, I didn't at that time. We actually, uh, they, like the dining room table was gone and this was gone. I had all my books and everything laid out on the floor. And I'd fall asleep. My dad would tap me on the shoulder, go to bed, you know, because we worked in the bakery at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. But I'll tell you what, I, they, they weren't the ones that led me into the Word. I led them into the Word. I drove, dove into what was important. Did I die? I rose again. Made that way. Nobody told me to do it, but once you get the hunger and know how good Jesus is, know this new covenant, I'll tell you what, it is absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Hallelujah. The only thing is I wish I would have had it 10 years earlier as a little child. Amen. Would have saved me a bunch of trouble. I, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Would have saved me a lot. But I got it now. And He redeems the time. And He redeems the time for you. All of you are valuable and precious in His sight. Amen. Get a hold of the name. Get a hold of the importance of that name. Hallelujah. And it covers you. Find out what the name, what is associated. Remember I said Mr. Wonderful? A counselor. All these different things. That's in you already. You're the walking and talking, full temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you online, if you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, I challenge you today to uh, look at Romans 10, 9 and 10. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the congregation to join me. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord, it's a decision of your heart. And we get to enter into a covenant relationship with Him, which is everlasting. Everlasting joy. Hallelujah. Everlasting salvation. He makes you a new creature. So let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. I confess you now as my Lord and personal Savior. And according to your word, I am now born again. As, you, as it says, call on the name of the Lord to be saved. Hallelujah. Jesus, call on that name. Jesus, save me. I accept you as my Lord. You are now born again. Now get baptized. Hallelujah. Call us at 25086. Get you on your way in your new life. Amen? Amen? Praise God. God bless you. Have an amazing day. All right, stand up. You've been sitting for a while. Put your hand on your head. Okay, you know, we're going to do some just some practical application this morning. It's like the name of Jesus is above every and any name. Even that song that we sang, um, you know, they're all power, all authority, everything you can think of, you know. The name of Jesus is above that. And I always picture, it's like, and I, you maybe have heard me say this before, it's like a line. Jesus is here. There's a line Absolutely everything else is underneath that. Everything. Everything. So you can lay hands on your head at any time and just apply 
the name of Jesus. You know, you brought out one thing that he's healing, but, you know, there are so many different things. But just think, whatever it is, whatever it is that, that you have going on in your life right now, in your physical body, as you lay hands on your head, from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, the name of Jesus is above that, is more powerful. Healing right now flows in the name of Jesus to that part of your body because the name of Jesus is above every name. If it's cancer, if it's skin conditions, if it's, if it's a leg or foot problem, whatever it is, right now in the name of Jesus, 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 it must bow to the name of Jesus. And things must come in order. Body must come in order. My eyes, whatever it is, must come in order. My finances, whatever it is, must come in order. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's that simple. And you can do that at any time. You know, you know, when you go to bed is a good time. Wake up in the morning. He talked about his Celtic salt. <laughs> you know, he takes that. We take medicine. We take vitamins. It's just do that. Or put it on you know, wherever you need to put it. The name of Jesus. On your finances. On your, I mean, we don't really have checkbooks too much anymore. But on our phones, e whatever it is. Those bills are piling up. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And somewhere, somehow, you know, we always think, okay, I have to figure it out, I have to figure it out. Well, first, apply the name of Jesus. Apply Jesus to it. And trust that as you're applying Jesus to whatever it is, he'll give you the answer. He'll give you the, what it is to, to cause peace in your life. So many times we're running like a bunch of rabbits and, you know, we go to the pet store a lot with our, our grandkids, you know, those little gerbils or whatever, they go on that hamster wheel and just you know, and then you see them, they get off and they go into their little cage and sleep. Well, get off the hamster wheel, apply the name of Jesus, and just go, okay, you know, listen, be calm, and go, Lord, what is it? Amen? Amen. So let's say this together. I am, let's say our confession, we'll get it up there. God says I am, I have what God says I have. Amen. We'll just sit down for just a sec. I'm just going to give you a couple of announcements. Uh, if you're tithing this morning or donating this morning, you can do that online. You can get it to you. Uh, so, you know, what's he saying to you this morning? 10% for sure is his. It's not our, anything we have is not ours anyways. So, um, you know, uh, be mindful of that. And, you know, we, we actually do e-transfers. So when, when we get paid or money comes in immediately, it's so easy now to, you know, basically 10 off the top. 10 off the top, and, and, and we, uh, you know, put that into the ministry. Amen. And we're able to do a lot of things with that. Amen. Uh, next Sunday is Healing and Miracle Sunday. Grab some of these. Invite your friends, neighbors. Grab some. Hand them out uh, in your neighborhood so that they come. There's information, Victory Life, 10 a.m., 1370 Rutland Road. Uh, the website is on there so they can look into that. Um, this morning, you should have received one of these yellow things. It says on there, gifts to our community. We so the plan this year is to give out 150 family packs. Now I'd like to invite you to think about that, pray about there. Do you have some ideas of what we can put in there? Uh, my budget is $20 per pack. 
$20. I can stretch that $20 quite a bit with, you know, uh, different stores and different things that, that we have. Uh, but think about that. What, could that. what could that look like? So I've given you my cell number. You can text me. I'll do a quick meeting after church next Sunday because we'd like to have those distributed the week of December 10th to 16th before Christmas. So just think about that. What does that look like? And um, give me your ideas. I have ideas. I can make decisions, but I'd like to have you guys involved with that. So, so think about that. This Tuesday uh, is Bible study. Um, Wednesday always is Faith is the Victory at 11 o'clock. Um, do we have that podcast um, slide? We have podcasts. That's just something new. That through Apple and Spotify. Do you guys listen to podcasts? Yeah, so all you have to do is go to our website, and the link is there, or Apple, you know, go through Spotify too, you can find us. Always Victory Life Kelowna. There's a lot of Victory Lifes, but it's Victory Life Kelowna. Uh, so look that up, follow us, even the website, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Make sure that you like it. Uh, uh, this Wednesday is not prayer here, but Friday we do have Ladies Prayer, Warrior Fellowship at 7. Saturday is men's meeting. Where do you meet? Tim Hortons. If you don't know where that is, Tim Hortons at the mall. Nine o'clock. And then I've already announced next Sunday. I think I have everything. And today is Connect Sunday. So we have some coffee. We have some goodies. Don't leave. Make sure to grab a coffee. I've got some water back there as well. And fellowship with the people that are around you. Maybe there's somebody that you haven't, you don't even know who their name is. Make sure to go up to them and, and uh, find out what their name is and chat with them for a bit. All right, well, let's stand one more time. Just going to dismiss you. If you need prayer this morning, we always open up the altar for prayer. Don't leave here without somebody agreeing with you. Amen? Father, I just thank you for every single person here this morning. We are blessed going in, and we're blessed going out, as Deuteronomy 28 says, Lord. We just thank you for that. Thank you that we have that name. You've given us the name of Jesus. You've given us everything that we need in that name. So we thank you again this morning for just revelation of, of, of what that even looks like in our lives. And that, that we will not forget the Holy Spirit. You'll bring to remembrance those things that were spoken this morning. And uh, we're not just hearers, but we're doers of that word. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Well, blessings to you. I encourage you, grab a coffee.